0: Don't
1: look now. <music> Welcome to Don't Look Now, the podcast with your hosts, Will Hegman, Jen McDonald. And today we're going to have a new fun topic.
0: Ooh, what is it?
1: Well, I do like to get on a kick. Okay. So. So. Let's see. What tenuous thread can I pull to wrap this all together?
0: Okay. I do not know.
1: Good. Let's talk about the history of the werewolf.
0: History of the werewolf. Nice. Okay. Right? Out of nowhere. anthropy, All the good stuff. Oh,
1: okay. I'm excited about it. Um. So. Werewolves, according to legends, are people who morph into vicious, powerful wolves. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes, you know, they are a combination of human and wolf. Some are like half man and half animal, things like that. But the general thing is that they're bloodthirsty beasts that can't control their lust for killing people and animals. Okay. Okay. Don't you just wonder what I'm thinking about when I just get on these (laughs) kicks? You knew, right? Um, So early werewolf legends started kind of, we think, with the Epic of Gilgamesh. Okay. Um, In in the Epic, Gilgamesh jilts a potential lover uh, because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf.
0: Okay. That would... That would kind of disqualify you, I guess. If you, I, mean,
1: I guess. Yeah,
0: you just keep changing people into wolves. I don't know if you can be trusted. Eh?
1: Look, if you don't screw her over, she's not yeah. going to turn you into a wolf.
0: Yeah, that's what they say.
1: <laughs> that, is, that is what that is exactly. what she the says, whole, for whole, sure.
0: Yeah, you know, if you don't do anything wrong, the police will never do anything bad to you. Exactly. you know, that's the whole thing, you know.
1: Yeah, you know. Also, I so. kind of want to know, of Gilgamesh is 580... B.C.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely B.C. I don't know how far back. What kind uh, of
1: magic is going on at that time that she was able to turn somebody into a wolf? Like, well, you know, I wonder what is that like a mental I'm so off track. This I, I have this planned out. This was not planned out. Yeah. I just was wondering what psychiatric illness this person had that they thought they were a wolf. Anyhow.
0: Yeah, or maybe they thought they were a newt. That's another. You know.
1: Right? Yeah,
0: she turned me into a newt.
1: <laughs> Money Python. I
0: got better. I got better. Yeah, right, you know. <laughs> better. yeah. yeah. Uh, okay.
1: Oh, we had wine. Okay, so <laughs> werewolves made another early appearance in Greek mythology with the legend of the Lycaean. Lycaon Um and according to this legend Lycaon was the son of Pegasus Pegalus no Pegalus, Pelagus Pelasigus, Pelasigus, Pelasigus we'll take it that's it who had angered the god Zeus when he serves him a meal made from the remains of a sacrificed body um, mm. and as punishment Zeus turns on Lycaon and turns his son into a wolf okay okay Lycanthropy. All right. Yeah. Yep, that's that's where that part comes from. That's the root of the word. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Uh, werewolves also emerge in early Nordic folklore. The saga of Vulgan tells the story of a father and a son who discover wolf pelts that have the power to turn people into wolves for 10 days. It's kind of like the Selkies, so like, if you mm-hmm. find a seal's skin and you put it on, you turn into a seal. Okay. And if you take off that, then you're human again. Yep, yeah, this is right
0: bleeding right into skinwalkers and stuff too so exactly
1: know. so the father-son duo don the pelts and transform into wolves and go on a killing rampage in the forest the rampage ends when the father attacks his son causing a lethal wound hmm. and the son um only survives because of a kind raven that gives his father a leaf with healing powers
0: all right go ravens
1: go ravens i bet it was odin
0: <laughs>
1: i mean that makes sense that was yeah. Viking, right yeah yeah, yeah. okay so, many so-called werewolves from um, centuries ago probably were serial killers, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the best explanation that they have for where that yeah, starts. Yeah,
0: yeah, somebody murdered a bunch of people and clearly, you Wait. know, turned into a beast.
1: Exactly. Like, you, there was no way people believed that a normal human had that capacity. They had to have turned into a werewolf for that to even been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, France specifically is one of the places where this happens, which, little side note, um, because nobody cares, but in the Ile de Chite in France, Mm -hmm. in the center of the city, um, they actually had a problem with a she-wolf during the time of Joan of Arc. Um, So wolves were really prominent in their folklore, and the wolf was rampaging the city and killing people. So this is about the same time, in 1521, so Joan of Arc was 1431. Okay, I'm sticking with that number. Um, So about 100 years later, in uh, France, a Frenchman named Pierre Bourgot and another guy, Michael Verdon, um, allegedly swear their allegiance to the devil and claim that they have a special ointment that turns them into werewolves. Uh, what really happened, though, was that they murder children. Yeah. And terribly. Yeah. So <laughs> they end up getting burned at the stake. The French love to burn people at the stake, yeah, apparently. It's a, it's a thing. But it was one of the ways they thought that they could kill werewolves successfully. Another was a 16th century Frenchman, so 1500s as well, called the Werewolf of Dole. His name is Giles Garnier. And um, his claim to fame was that he also has an ointment that turns him into a werewolf. Uh, However, he also killed children and ate them. So the French did what the French do best, and they burned him at the stake. There you go. Right. So the question is, were they mentally ill? Did they have some sort of hallucinogenic substance that caused them to turn into cold-blooded killers? Were they just cold-blooded killers? Mm-hmm. Does it matter? Yeah. No, they still murdered children, so they should probably yeah. be arrested at least.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I, especially you know at the time when you have, you have your serial killer sort that likes to dismember people and do horrible things, that people would assume that was the work of a wild animal. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, and then you you easily morph it into what wild animals tear people apart. Well, those are wolves. So
1: right, yeah. and that's what their context is because mm-hmm. wolves, it, they're they have the mythology built into their society yeah. that wolves have ravaged the city. They've already murdered people in the past. We've had this issue before. Yeah. The people when the she-wolf came into the city, um, they actually came together and stoned it to death okay. to like prove that they could kill it. Mm-hmm. And then I think they hung it in the city to scare off other wolves because that's effective. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, it, you know, makes me wonder if the whole werebear thing is just generally same deal, but further north where you tend to get more bears attacking people Probably. than wolves attacking people. Yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, essentially.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right, let's move on to Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, in Germany, the Bedberg werewolf uh, was actually a 15th century farmer named Peter Stubb, and he's considered the most notorious werewolf of all. Uh, according to folklore, he turns into a wolf-like creature at night and devours citizens. Um, he was eventually blamed for a lot of gruesome killings. And after being cornered by hunters, they said that they see him shapeshift into an animal. Okay. I mean, I feel like they probably needed some sort of justification for yeah, what yeah, they were doing, yeah. but whatever.
0: People have claimed a lot of things over the years. <laughs> <Is that laughs> yeah.
1: So um, he actually was executed... Disgustingly under torture um, after he confesses to savagely killing animals, men, w- women, and children. And there's some cannibalism in there that's not really necessary. Yeah. But um, he, he claims he owns an enchanted belt that gives him the power to transform into a wolf at will.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Guess what was never found? The belt. <laughs> well, that's right. All right. Um, so this is interesting. People thought at the time, even though, that this seemed off. Mm hmm. And they think that he was probably really a victim of a political witch hunt, actually, or werewolf hunt, yeah, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that it's possible he didn't kill anybody or anything at the time. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it just was a lot of circumstances around it didn't seem right. Hmm. And there were a lot of wolves on the loose. So yeah. there might have actually been a wolf. bit
0: wolf killing people. Yeah. Right.
1: But since it was at the same time as the serial killers in France, people were like, oh, it's the same thing. We should tell people that it's probably a person. Okay. Right. Okay, um, some legends will maintain that werewolves shapeshift at do um, at sorry at will due to curses. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it's because they have enchanted cloaks, belts, ashes, whatever, yeah. or the wolf belt. And then um, some people believe that it's because you got scratched or bit by a werewolf that yeah. you become a werewolf. That's um,
0: the more standard story that you know. The Harry Fits Potter into version. into them. Yeah, the, uh, that's, the, that's the version I grew up with, I guess. It was, you know, closer to vampirism type thing that you get turned into a werewolf you via to be contact with other werewolves as opposed to having a magic thingy that turns you into a werewolf. But
1: I guess I don't have a strongly formed opinion on how I think werewolves got started. Probably somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah, I guess mine is probably developed from the whole American werewolf in London probably thing. You know, because it's him and his friend that get attacked by a werewolf out in the countryside. Right. You know, he then turns into a werewolf, but that's, that's probably my earliest werewolf experience was seeing little snippets of that movie as a kid and getting traumatized. So
1: I, That's funny, because I think probably mine was hearing a story about someone that put on a cloak that was magic that turned him into a werewolf. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nah. That's funny. Hmm. So in many stories, the person only can do this when there's a full moon, mm-hmm. um, and there's actually a theory um, According to a study at Australia's Calvary Mater Newcastle Hospital, that is one hell of a name, (laughs) a full moon brings out the beast and many humans. Um, And the study found that 91 violent and acute behavior incidents between August 2008 and July 2009, of these 91 violent Mm -hmm. crimes, 23% happened during a full moon. Yeah. And my mom, as a nurse, could tell you that if there's a full moon, every nurse that's on call is going yeah. to get called in to deliver a baby. Yeah. Or that's when all the cr- mom would say all the time: the crazies come out because there's yeah. there must be a full moon because all the crazies are out. Yeah. No, I mean that's something that I,
0: I'd love to see actual research on because I keep hearing different things because I've always seen I've seen studies that are like, yeah, it's bullshit. Moons don't do anything, and I've definitely seen things that say they are. Well, it, and maybe everyone it's just I know anecdotal? that works, and I think yeah, that's so. I, I'd love to see it kind of hashed out or if there's any any way to hash out how much of it is related to the increased light at night and
1: oh that's interesting night
0: related activities you know nefarious things other things that happen at night because it's yeah
1: but then think about places like Alaska or Scotland where it doesn't get dark at night certain times of year or it's dark all the time but then I think have you ever seen the movie Insomnia yeah Robin Williams is in it yeah and like he becomes a killer because he doesn't get any sleep because it's too bright all the time yep yeah
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, is it just people don't get as much sleep when there's a full moon and, you know, weird stuff happens, I, you know.
1: I I like that theory. Yeah. Although with all the light pollution that we have now, why would it still be a thing?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you know.
1: That's a, I mean, this is something... an interesting something,
0: thing to find out. This would yeah. be a
1: fun study to do. Yep. Somebody write a thesis. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Uh, <laughs> um, so patients attacked staff and displayed wolf-like behavior such as biting, spitting, and scratching. Although... <laughs> should be noted mm-hmm. a lot of those people were run drugs and alcohol yeah, yeah, yeah. um but it's unclear why they become more violent when the moon is full mm-hmm. so are werewolves real there may be a medical explanation for the myth of the werewolf mm-hmm. so much like when we talked about the blue people maybe there is like some yeah. sort of weird outlier genetics right um so i don't know have you ever seen <laughs> there used to be this beautiful documentary on netflix about the real um the real beauty and the beast. Huh? Uh, there's actually people that grow it's hypertrictosis where they grow a ton of hair. Mm -hmm. Um, and that could have been one of the origins, but this documentary is about a boy with hypertrictosis. So he has hair all over him. He's taken to court. And, um, during the time that he was in court uh, and by court, I mean like he's taken to a castle in front of a King and presented to the court of people. They're not in like a court with a jury. Um, apparently I don't talk about American things, only British things. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes there, and they treat him as kind of an oddity slash anomaly slash, oh, we're going to turn this wild boy
0: mm-hmm.
1: into a gentleman. And then the queen, who's kind of got a vicious streak, decides to marry him off and mm. tricks one of her maidens into marrying him. Okay. Joke's on her, though, bitches. Because mm-hmm. she actually really liked this dude, and they had a mm-hmm. bunch of kids, and were super happy But they did have a couple hairy babies in there. Mm -hmm. So that could be one of the origins. Okay. Uh, As just people with hypertrictosis, it's still really common, especially in Mexico right now. So there must be a remote community. Yeah, there's
0: got to be a recessive floating around there somewhere.
1: Exactly. Um, So here's another example for you. In 1725... Peter, the wild boy, was found wandering naked on all fours in a German forest. And many people thought he was a werewolf, or at least raised by wolves. Wild children Mm -hmm. is also a really cool thing to think about. Um, So he ate with his hands and couldn't speak. And he was eventually adopted by the courts of King George. What? (laughs) And he lived out his days as a pet of theirs in Uh, England. Nice. Um, And research shows that he likely had actually something called Pitt-Hopkins syndrome, which is a condition that was discovered in 1978 with very like clear delineated things. Mm-hmm. It uh, causes a lack of speech, seizures, distinct facial features, difficulty breathing, and some intellectual challenges. Okay. So, I mean, maybe. Yeah. So here's some other medical conditions that people may be confusing uh, werewolves and lycanthropy with, right? Mm-hmm. So there's actually there is a medical condition oh, called lycanthropy, lycanthropy yeah. right? So it's a rare psychological condition that causes people to actually believe that they are turning into a wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other weird conditions where people think they've swallowed a glass piano and that they can't do it. a.
0: have never heard that. That's wild. Um, okay.
1: Or Cotiered Syndrome, okay. where they think that they're dead.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. That's, yeah. That's an interesting one.
1: The, the Princess of Sweden thought she'd swallowed a piano and it was glass inside of her. Huh. They had a... Um, there's a, there's a whole podcast series um, called Missed, Stuff You Missed in History Class, okay. and they did a whole thing about mad kings and queens, mm-hmm. and there were several that were related, that like the, the royalty were related, that all had these weird psychological disorders, and one thought they were dead, one thought that they had a glass piano inside of them, and things like wow. that. It's really fascinating. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Other medical conditions that think that encourage werewolf mania, food poisoning. Okay. I don't know uh, why. How do
0: you get that one? Okay, interesting.
1: That one was just on my list. Hmm. Um, Hypertrichosis, which we talked about. Rabies. Yeah. Yep, that one's highly yeah, that possible. Yeah. Foaming at the mouth, Foam you act crazy, mouth, and you're very becoming aggressive. Becoming incredibly aggressive, yeah. Yep. Um, and then, in general, hallucination, uh, potentially caused by hallucinogenic herbs. So that's interesting.
0: Yeah, and I mean, rabies, I mean, that would even account for the whole, you develop it after being attacked by a wolf thing, you know.
1: Right. You got word- attacked
0: by a wolf and then later you suddenly start, you know, acting wolf like and attacking people and then uh,
1: you die five days later yeah yeah
0: you know it's, uh, ugh.
1: um so throughout the centuries people have used werewolves and other mythic beasts to explain the unexplainable and most people believe that werewolves are not anything more than like pop culture mm-hmm. historical horror icons Especially thanks to the 1941 flick, The Wolfman, which then was turned into, like, it's kind of been reiterated into different things over time. Mm -hmm. Still, they kind of have a cult following, so you get lots of sightings every year of werewolves. Um, There's a whole cryptozoology underground in the world, and it's amazing if ever you want to dig into that rabbit hole. Yeah, I
0: caught a bit of it with, uh, you know, one of the things I did on my glorious road trip uh, was listen to a whole lot of podcasts as I was driving
1: did did 3, you have miles. Or so I, did you make everybody listen with me?
0: No, you? I've got my got my you know, my ear- AirPods, my ear pods. Yeah. So I just I would listen and let everybody else do their thing and uh you know You're
1: nice. I would have made them so all I, on board with my crazy I got, train.
0: So I I managed to finish off lore. I'm like completely caught up in lore now and there were several of the you know, cryptozoology people find in the, the wolf thing in various places. Right. And uh yeah, one of the things that, you know, it all reminds me of is is that, you know, it's also consistent, like I said before, with the, the Native American skinwalker tradition of people being able to... The Wendigo. Win- yep. Got Wendigos, you got this separate skinwalker thing where people could intentionally turn into animals. Yep. Um, you know... All kinds of good stuff. I so. love that
1: there's such a juxtaposition too between that. It's like I can do it of my own free will. I have no control over it. Mm-hmm. I was bit. I was using magic. I was this. Yeah. I was. It, yep. It's such a range, and each yeah. culture kind of has their own little. Yeah. So they have a completely
0: intentional. I can do this thing and remain a person and do what I want to do, but be a wolf. Right. And you also have the full when to go. You know. No control. Overcom- yeah. No control. Full become a full cannibal that just hungers for people and you know does whatever. And,
1: Right. Yeah,
0: it's interesting stuff, but
1: Well, I'm going to tell you about an outlier in the werewolf traditions. Okay. So normally in werewolf traditions, they murder, mm-hmm. eat, cannibalize all the way just vicious evil creatures. Not in Scotland, though. Interesting. In Scotland, they're called wolvers, which I think is cute. (laughs)
0: Wolvers, okay.
1: It's kind of like when you see a pup and you're like, oh, pupper, it's a wolver. (laughs) Oh, wolfer.
0: Nice.
1: So in the Shetland Islands, which is just north of the Scottish mainland and is one of the most beautiful desolate places you've ever seen in your life with Mm -hmm. both trees that they will take you on a tour to see.
0: The two trees. (laughs) Nice.
1: When we went on our bus tour, (laughs) we're driving along. Was it Shetland? No, we were in the Orkneys. So on the Orkneys, when you're driving along on your bus, they're like, and here's one of our trees. And if you look down the road, there's our other tree. And across the street is our third tree. That's the trees on the island.
0: Yeah, that's like the Juno. This is the bridge. Right. This is the the road. The only one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So at any rate, Shetlands are north of the Orkneys. And they're really remote, really difficult to get to, really Quite chilly, anyhow. I got um, tiny cute horses. They do have tiny (laughs) cute horses with long hair, and some amazing archaeology. They're adorable. Um, So sometimes they call it the werewolf, sometimes the wolver, but Mm -hmm. we're going to call it the wolver because I love it. And it's been around since the ancient Celts. Okay. So I love the idea that something can come from that far away. Yeah. And they think it's its own species, stuck somewhere between man and wolf. Hmm. Okay. So one of the folklorists on the Shetland Islands has been collecting this folklore since 1932, and her description goes as this: The wolver is described as being covered with short, brown hair and the body of a man and the head of the wolf. Hmm. Unlike a typical werewolf, however, the wolver cannot shapeshift and was considered gentle and a kind-hearted being. Hmm. He's a solitary creature who lives in a cave dug out of a steep hill. It has no aggression towards humans as long as it's left alone. However, it does interact with people occasionally. Uh-huh. He's particularly generous and helpful, especially to those that are lost. Hmm. Um, there's stories of the wolver guiding lost travelers to nearby towns and villages. <laughs> The wolver's often seen fishing by local residents for his daily meal, meal mm-hmm. um, from a small rock in deep water, which is known as the Wolverstone. Hmm.
0: The
1: Bielbisch- yeah. I love how the further north you get, the more Nordic their accents get. Yes, yeah, yeah. Straight sweet after a while. And there's accounts of it leaving supplies of fish on windowsills for the poor families. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that cute?
0: Hey, this pup- is this is you know it's your popper Yeah, exactly. This is this is people going with dog instead of wolf, basically. You know, yeah, I should say why pauper. you know people have such negative connotations of wolves overall, but we love dogs. We domesticated them so for God's sake, you know.
1: So um, it's also said the wolver shows his compassion at least once by sitting outside the home of a terminally ill person to give comfort to those who need it. Nice. How cute is this? So
0: does he get pets? I
1: I don't know. Do you pet him or do you hug him? He's half man, half wolf. It
0: would be disconcerting. I I don't don't know.
1: know. So according to the reports, the wolver was spotted on a regular basis up until the start of the 20th century. God, I love remote places. Um, And it's speculated that the folklore surrounding it was based on a real person with hypertriptosis. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that probably the person was just a nice guy. or
0: poor nice hermit that, you know, got exiled to his cave and showed up and helped people from time to time
1: but the people of the Shetlands would rather believe that it's an immortal spirit that exists in Shetland that takes care of them and I kind of I kind of love that
0: that's cool that's far far nicer than any other
1: werewolf thing I can
0: get except for teen wolf you know teen
1: wolf's good let's have another outlier the Irish werewolf Mm -hmm. called the falera differs from the traditional man eater and is considered a creature of good. Okay. So, there's no wolves in Ireland. There haven't been since 1786. They, okay. like, wiped them out really importantly, right? Um, Ireland was referred to as Wolfland up until the Middle Ages because they used to have so many wolves.
0: I yeah, man. Irish wolfhounds, uh, you know.
1: Right. So, they were so prominent, they actually called the country Wolfland. Yeah, yeah. And then they wipe them out in 1786, right, in the middle of the Middle Ages. Um, but... The fact that is that the Irish folklore has a mm-hmm. lot of stories about werewolves because they were so prevalent. Wolves were so prevalent, yeah. Um, and transforming into a wolf was quite the the story. That's why there were so many was because they were all Irishmen that were fighting <laughs> for the country or some <laughs> bullshit like that. Yeah. So um, they do have a lot of similarities to other werewolf traditions, being that it's a man or a woman. That I like that they say man or a woman. Yeah. Usually they just say man.
0: Yeah, you don't get too many female werewolf stories.
1: So. Right. So in. Ireland, um, they shapeshift into a wolf, and then they're considered a protector or guardian of others okay. instead of a bloodthirsty creature. Creature. Words are hard. Um, so, one story was written in the 12th century, um, and it's a, an account of a priest who was attacked by an Irish werewolf. Yes. And it didn't, uh, who, I'm sorry, he wasn't attacked. He was asked by an yeah. Irish werewolf yeah. to administer the last rites to his dying mate. Huh. Um, The priest was told by the wolf that it was a native of Osiri, and that its current wolf form was the result of an ancient curse by St. Natalus. So every seven years, a man and a woman were exiled from their homes in Osiri and transformed into wolves. And the priest agreed to perform the last rites over the gravely ill mate. And the grateful werewolf not only thanks him, but shares his campfire and food for the night and then promises to reward the priest when he regains his human form once again.
0: Wow.
1: Something? Yeah very sad and beautiful about this story, yeah. all at the same time. <laughs> um, another tale is written by Lady Speranza Wilde in her book, The Ancient Legends, Mystic Charms, and Superstitions of Ireland, which <laughs> sounds just sounds like, like something I need. Yeah. Um, but basically, a farmer discovers a family of werewolves living in a nearby forest and the werewolf family is really kind to him because the farmer saves the young wolf once, not knowing it was their son um and then let's see so the there's a really interesting one about um the lognic faeland they're not doomed um kind hearted or guardian werewolves mm-hmm. but they are they are vicious werewolf warriors and they were mentioned in a medieval irish text called the cor um Anmen. and according to this the tribe of man wolf shapeshifters were from Tipperary Island and were thought to be the followers of the Irish god Crom Cruach, which is the bode god of the mounds. Mm. I don't know. And the ancient warriors were mercenary soldiers who would fight for any king who would pay their price. And their brutality in battle were, made them super desirable okay. to as mercenaries because they were vicious. This is a little gross. So guess what their payment was?
0: Um, Ears or something. Huh? Newborn babies.
1: Ugh. Yeah, I think mean, that's disgusting. Sorry. I did get kind of gross on this one again. Anyhow, the folklore was that while being... Sh- um, the folklore of the werewolf that was being shaped by the various regions of the world. It's just interesting. Everybody has their own story about why they do it and why they call it what they call it. Um, so that's my main tale. And let's go down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. and talk about... My favorite werewolf story?
0: Ooh, so what is your favorite werewolf story?
1: (laughs) You know how the royal line has hemophilia? Yeah. So the original story behind that is Mm -hmm. that actually they're shapeshifters. Okay. That they were bitten by a werewolf somewhere back on their line, Mm -hmm. and that it has transferred forward, and that the reason why you don't see the ones that have the hemophilia as much is because they're actually werewolves, and I freaking love
0: (laughs) that story. Nice. That is a, that's a fun one.
1: <laughs> so they actually kind of poke fun at this story in um, Doctor Who, uh-huh. uh, which I know you don't watch, but other people might. And there's a whole episode devoted to the fact that a werewolf comes to some remote part of England where the mm-hmm. queen happens to be. Yeah. Queen Victoria, by the way, it starts okay. with her. That's yeah. where the lineage of it starts. Mm-hmm. She's bitten, and then she transfers it on to her kin. Okay. But it doesn't make sense because it's after... Prince Albert, Prince Albert, right? Yeah, it's after he died, so she didn't have kids after yeah, him. That so I'm not no. sure, yeah, that's a weird. unless she bit her child or accidentally scratched him, and then she gave it on.
0: Okay,
1: but that's the the story is where it originated was with her huh. after Prince Albert died, and then it passed gets passed on to each of the royal lineages. They go on and on and on, yeah, because she was super weird mm-hmm. and like did a lot of odd stuff. So this isn't just like oh, it's a Doctor Who thing, and people think it's funny. It yeah, was yeah. so prominent in the tabloids in mm-hmm. Britain that yeah. they actually wrote a Doctor Who episode to poke fun at the fact that yeah. people really believe this conspiracy. Nice. Can yeah, you that's imagine? Interesting. Yeah. That would explain Prince Charles so much.
0: Yeah, but why, why do all the royals lose their hair if they're werewolves? Yeah.
1: There's an explanation for that. They actually have the recessive trait for hypotrichosis that causes them to lose their hair instead of to gain it. Ah, yeah. So they aren't the ones with the hemophilia, though. Okay. So, we've got to keep an yeah. eye on Harry, as long yeah. as he still has hair.
0: Yeah, yeah. you got to watch out for him. He's a danger baby. The Baldies are okay. But That's right. You know.
1: Keeping an eye out on this. <laughs> <laughs> but that would explain why Queen Elizabeth is immortal.
0: Yeah. Could be. I mean, but how do you explain Prince Philip? Because he seems to be immortal, too, and he's got no relation. You know, well, I guess they're all royals, so he's... He
1: doesn't look as good as she does, no, though. No, no, I
0: mean, he's not. But he's, he's also 90, older.
1: 98 right now? Yeah, I think. Yeah, he just had that car accident, and then he got bronchitis or something yeah. afterward. And yeah, but I'm I mean, sorry. Yeah. He's 98, and he was still driving up yeah, until the yeah, beginning of exactly. this year. I mean, That's g- insane. You know,
0: yeah, they're insanely good shape. It's it's nuts. Uh, go figure.
1: I mean, I guess there's something to be said for royal blood.
0: There's something to be said for having the best of everything. You know, in terms of medical care, diet, yeah. all kinds of different things that you they know. They
1: don't have the best houses though. Yeah. So that was something that um, I took a tour of Holyrood, which is the Queen's Palace mm-hmm. in Scotland. Yeah. And they were talking about how expensive like renovations there are because they need to upgrade things because a lot of things haven't been updated since Queen Elizabeth the <laughs> first or Mary Queen of Scots yeah. resided there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and even at um, Buckingham Palace and um, I can't think of the other Kensington, Kensington, Kensington. Yeah. Kensington they have a lot of issues with the radiators need to be upgraded. They have mold. They have windows that need replaced, and they just they don't put the money yeah. into the national landmarks because yeah. Yeah. they don't want it to appear that they're paying yeah, yeah. for the queen the to be comfortable yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. so just no it's interesting yeah I think but, the royals are just fascinating yeah, in I mean, general
0: clearly you got good some good genetics and some you know good care and other things but yeah it's interesting that yeah both she and her husband have. Hold up, really well. So. They have,
1: and it's almost like she's, like, truly just defying the odds. Like, yeah. I do not want Charles to be king. Yeah.
0: I do not want but I mean, her to mom be lived king. forever too. I mean,
1: yeah, but she abdicated at some point, so like she well, felt comfortable.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, her 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 father died. I mean, relatively young, you right, know, in his fifties, I believe, and that's why she, you know, came to the throne. Well, young, and she's just but, kind of a
1: badass because yeah. she was a mechanic in World War II. Yeah. Yep. Which not yep. many women yeah. did that kind yeah. of stuff, yeah,
0: she can fix her own jeep it's all it's all good, you yeah, know? but uh but yeah, when she was a little girl, she wasn't raised to be queen because her she dad was a wasn't woman. well, her her dad wasn't in the direct line, he wasn't going to be the right. one, and then you know his you Shit know, happens yeah, you know, older brothers, all I guess so yeah, you know it, it interesting things, but yeah, you know right, the whole werewolf thing is. It's interesting how it's just such a universal thing across all kinds of different cultures and everything else that people are obsessed with this kind of half-man, half-wolf
1: right. thing
0: well, that people turn into wolves, that, they're, uh, that there's a cyclical thing to it, right. tying it to the moon, all that kind of stuff. is.
1: And it's also interesting that they're using that to describe, I mean, it could be medical conditions, it could be psychological conditions, it could be because they just can't face the fact that I mean, I guess mm-hmm. someone that's a serial killer does have a psychological condition.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know that I fully agree with that. The more I, I learn about, like, the difference in the psychopathy for some of that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I understand that they don't have that emotion, but that's really just kind of a range. It's an it's an outlier on the normal spectrum of human behavior.
0: Yeah.
1: So is it really that? Di- I don't know that it's a condition. It's just part of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. How do you put it in such a tight box? I really struggle with any conditions and, um, even like when it comes to ethnicities and things like that, it's all part of a spectrum. How do you make that distinction?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, that's what you see. Yeah. Once you get too much into anthro that, you know, any, any of the definitions of this person is blank it's like, well, but are they, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You know, there's, yeah. We, we throw labels on things that, yeah.
1: That don't need labels. Yeah. For sure, so that is my tale of werewolves nice. and royalty um, cool, yeah. as you can see, I have once again brought in the Vikings, I brought in a little bit of the celts, nice brought in some Queen Victoria, yeah, and a little bit of horror movie
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> It's good stuff.
1: I have a theme, apparently yeah,
0: yeah, yeah no it's 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 good no I yeah, you know it's all fascinating, and it's uh you know. Uh, you know, you love a good, love a good werewolf story. So you know. I
1: do love a good. I love cryptozoology stories yeah. in general. Yeah, they're Just, generally fun. They're really fascinating. I like, love me
0: a good werewolf, ape man, and lake monster. Yes. Those are those are you know all glorious things to you know.
1: The fact that we still have so many ape man sightings mm-hmm. yeah. throughout the world is fascinating. Do you know there's actually a law in Seattle, in Washington, mm-hmm. that says that you can't kill a Sasquatch.
0: Did not know they were a protected species.
1: No. They are. Nice. And they have been since like the 70s. Hmm. Um, I remember reading when I was in one of my anthro classes. Total tangent here. Sorry. I've been looking for this article for years and I cannot find it. And I've emailed the professor and she thinks that I made up this article. So <laughs> it might be made up, but I also might have read this, mm-hmm. that there is a rise in sightings of Bigfoots when there's ecological issues yeah. that are prevalent. So, like, with increase of pollution, mm-hmm. you start to see more and more reports of ape apemen yeah. um, because he is an echo myth hero. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, people start to, like, oh, there's animals living in the forest. Mm-hmm. We should take care of our forest. Yep. And it helps to kind of create that, restore that balance. So, it's almost like an underlying... Non-decisive decision to like—it's yeah,
0: kind of a, a pull out the thing of the forest, yeah. right? So Sasquatch is the Lorax—that is, that is exactly. You know, you go, you know. the yeah. eco,
1: eco—what do they call it? Eco hero or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, once again, I might have made that up totally from some sort of fever yeah, dream because that's possible. Great. But I'm pretty sure I read this in an article in my Anthropology Factor Fiction class. Cool. So, Dr. Ritterbush, if you could find me that article. (laughs) Track it down. I've asked. Nice. Yeah. So, there you go.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Jenny. Thank you. Awesome, as always. And uh, thank you all for listening yet again to our glorious podcast. So, you know track us down you know we're, we're at all the glorious podcast sites if you find one where we are not and you'd like us to try to get on that platform let us know either through our Facebook compacts or through uh, don'tlooknow19 at gmail.com as our email address to be addressed uh, for whatever whatever you want and uh, thank you again to State Audio for our music and uh, I guess rate right, rate
1: Subscribe, subscribe,
0: you know, all, all the good stuff, and uh, we will catch you all later.
1: Thank you very much. All right, goodbye.